It was freezing cold in Dallas when I made my getaway. I outran a cold front when I gave my truck the reins. Barreling down I 35 with one thought on my mind. Forget the race, find an open space, be that city. Hey there, welcome in to this edition of Other Side of Texas. Glad that you're hanging out with us and that you're telling friends that you hang out here. Just grab their phones the next time you're at the office or you're uh, wherever you might be with friends at a tech game or or anywhere else a party halloween party oh man i've got the best halloween costume about to tell you about it grab their phones go to the podcast they have an iphone you know hold the phone up to their face unlock it and then go subscribe them to one of the most popular podcasts around here on the other side of texas i am your host jay west texas leeson we are broadcasting from the racer car wash studios racer car wash Voted Lubbock's Best Wash for five years running. Stop into one of five convenient locations across Hub City for the best wash around, guaranteed, racerwash.com. So a couple of riffs to get on with you as uh, we begin this program. Halloween. Halloween. I am going to Halloween tomorrow as Ted Mitchell. I'm teaching a course tomorrow. I don't know who makes these decisions. It's certainly not me, but I will be teaching a course at Texas Tech University tomorrow morning, 11 a.m., a news writing course, and I will be there in my boots, jeans, lab coat, and uh, Texas Tech Health Sciences Center embroidered lab coat. And by embroidered lab coat, what I mean, of course, is something that I print off in color and then, you know, the Health Sciences Center logo, and then I just tape it to my lab coat, a uh, white shirt and black, red and black tie. My friend of years, friend of tears, my barber, Mari Stanley, here in Lubbock, cut my hair today, did a magnificent job of giving me the Ted Mitchell do, which is the convertible of haircuts. It's absolutely convertible because it's so long, it's like a three-inch flat top, that when I'm done, whenever we have family pictures on Sunday, which we do have the Leeson Tribe family pictures on sunday i can simply just put the magic gel on my hair turn it over and be naturally handsome not that ted mitchell is not naturally handsome but i can lay it over i can get some horizontal to that vertical and i can go both ways and here's my complaint about ted mitchell by the way and i hope that he hears this because his predecessor listened to this program and he would do wise to listen to the program as well. First of all, Ted Mitchell is my Oklahoma State. He stole my haircut because whenever I first got married, one of the unspoken rules, it was probably spoken at some point and then became unspoken, was that I could not have a flat top 
anymore. I was an ab proud Abernathy antelope. I had my flat top. And then uh, whenever we got married, uh, Mrs. Leeson made it clear that I can't have a flat top. So I kind of went into fake flat top mode. Where it's a little bit longer, not nearly as short on the sides. But uh, I was doing that. Now, I don't know where Ted Mitchell was in 2003, but that's where I was. And so I, I, I feel like he Xerox state me, stated me, uh, Oklahoma stated me on all this. And number two, I get on the radio some three years ago or however long it's been, and I start to talk about West Texas and the import of the region. Uh, the importance of the region, I should say, as it imports, uh, exports, I should say, to other places in Texas. Like the suburbs, I hear this a lot. You guys in Lubbock think that you're so conservative, but all you are is subsidized. Like west of I-35, all subsidized. I can't necessarily argue, but you guys get good return on that investment so far as food and fiber are concerned and here's ted mitchell out of nowhere starts like taking my talking points and talking about west texas and the importance of the region he, he took my haircut and then he took west texas and and the way that i j west texas leeson talk about west texas and so in some ways, in my mind, and we'll get Ted Mitchell here, maybe in a couple of months, <clears throat> given Regent Gate, and uh, have him explain himself. But some people will say, oh, you want to be like Ted Mitchell. No, I'm returning the favor to Ted Mitchell tomorrow as we broadcast on October 30. I am returning the favor to Ted Mitchell by dressing up like him because it seems pretty clear to me that ted mitchell's taken a lot of my content and uh made it his own uh, so tomorrow is ted ween i do think a lot of ted mitchell by the way and i'm glad to look like him and i'm glad like people have told me this before you remind me a lot of ted mitchell well guess what tomorrow i'm going to look a lot like ted mitchell but I challenge Ted Mitchell to any charity of his choosing, a fundraiser, where he and I get up on the stage and we go at it. Improv. You want to do master debaters with me, Ted Mitchell? You want to do that? I will ruin you on that stage. That's just my challenge to you, Ted Mitchell. So uh, let's shift gears. Uh, we got Mike Bazaar. It's Technology Tuesday. Your questions, a couple have already rolled in. We put this up on our social media. 806-745-5800. You want to be a part of the program. We have Mike Bazaar. We're going to do some Tech Tuesday. Not Texas Tech Tuesday, but uh, Technology Tuesday. Going to get it into a couple issues. If you're in, I'll even make this invitation. I'm going to make an exemption to the rule. If you would like to not only text in 806-745-5800, but call in to the same number coming up in about uh, five minutes from now, you can ask Mike Bazaar 
Bazaar Solutions, your technology question. And then after Mike Bazaar, there is one in, <coughs> excuse me, I'm going to put out the whole continuum. I've heard that a lot of, you know, this Democrat could win, this Democrat could win. There's one Democrat that I've heard over and over again who could win. His name's T.G. Carraway, and he's running for county commissioner in Lubbock County. My understanding is that T.G. Carraway is within striking distance, and we'll let you hear from him and uh, take your questions again by text. won't take phone calls during that segment, only coming up about five minutes from now. Again, 806-745-5800. You can ask your questions. T.G. Carraway running for the Lubbock County Commissioner race, running within that race. Uh, New on OtherSideOfTexas.com. I've mentioned this, talked about it, but get this. There's a group, and I'm only doing fair here. I challenge the Lubbock Expo uh, Center people Uh, the people who are on this board with what passed through federal legislation and was signed by the president on October 5 that you can no longer tax rental car vehicles that are based at airports that receive federal funding or are permitted by such airports you can no longer tax those for projects away from the airports the Lubbock County Expo Center people put in their initiative, uh, their ballot language in mid-August, and of course that changed on October 5. Their opposition, it seems to me, Lubbock taxpayers for accountability. Now look, as we go along here, and you guys follow along, any name that says accountability, responsibility, deserves scrutiny. And so this group, this political action committee, Lubbock Taxpayers for Accountability, get this. After the show yesterday, I'm efforting hard. I go down to the Lubbock County Elections Office. I pick up their eight-day campaign finance report. This, dare I say, shady pack. And I see that they have claimed, uh, they have reported, they, they have gotten $18,600 in contributions and loans. Uh, they're funded by $18,600. However, $16,900 of that total came from, wait for it, New Mexico and Austin. Lubbock Taxpayers for Accountability, I'm reading from the piece that we just put up on OtherSideOfTexas.com, a Hub City-based political action committee, PAC, organized to oppose uh, the Lubbock County Expo Center ballot proposition, reported the following. Get this. How's this for accountability? A $10,000 loan from Strata Production Company which is an energy company in Roswell, New Mexico. That's a long ways from Lubbock. There was a $1,700 in-kind contribution from Lubbock's Charles, quote-unquote, C.J. Hargrove, presumably to cover the campaign's $1,700 yard sign political expenditure. 
And then there was an in-kind contribution from Mesa Media in Austin for radio and television production. While no amount was specified on their campaign finance report for Mesa Media, a Lubbock County election official says that the contribution amounts to $6,900. Now, Lubbock taxpayers for accountability. Political expenditures were mostly for advertising, and uh, we have the whole campaign finance report there on the website. Now, here's the interesting part, and I, I said something about this yesterday, but other documents show that the PACS treasurer changed on October 19. That treasurer was Hargrove. And a new treasurer was appointed by Hargrove six days later, Tony Renteria, who's a big dog on social media but doesn't like to take questions because who cares about accountability, right, Tony Renteria? You like your name being mentioned on the radio? I bet you do because it's one of the only times you'll hear it. Hargrove is the nephew of former Lubbock State Representative Carl Isaac. And, uh, Hargrove, I'm told, stepped down because he was concerned about, quote-unquote, the campaign's tactics. Renteria, dang, I just said his name again, uh, who is a very, and look, you got to measure your words because you don't want to sound like a tyrant, but who is a very involved, and by very involved, I mean overly involved with the Lubbock County Republican Party, uh, is also said to be a longtime volunteer of Isaac, who held the state office from 1997 to 2010. On Sunday night, I spoke with Carl Isaac and asked him if he had any involvement with the PAC. He said no, and furthermore, that he had no knowledge of who was running the PAC. His nephew and former big campaign guy, his nephew as well as another guy who helped him in his campaigns, Carl Isett, saying, hey, I don't know anything about who's running that campaign, uh, that, uh, that pack. I, I, don't, I don't know who that is, which I think to a lot of people would be breaking news. Uh, your nephew and then one of your one of your top lieutenants and you don't know about it okay so i'll just uh take you at your word there renteria and hargrove uh did not respond to requests for comment on uh, for the story by the time we publish it today uh renteria i gave i called him on sunday evening published this today called Hargrove yesterday didn't hear back from either one now like I said I've raised the question about the rental cars and uh, what seems to be a prohibition and this will play out in courts so those folks have answered some hard questions because at this point it seems to me you've got two um, two candidates up and both are packs the the expo people have answered the question and they've you know I've linked some stuff so that you can go see how they've answered the question within the piece but the other group 
Lubbock taxpayers for accountability have not answered the questions and it seems to me to be that the aforementioned person who has name I will not glorify or dignify again on the radio has resisted answering even though he is heading up a pack that says we're we want to be accountable we want accountability well where's the accountability and they are not there and this is my my thought and you can go to the piece othersideoftexas.com we've got the full campaign finance report that can be viewed um this fellow's pack at this point because the other guy walked away said he didn't like the tactics and by the way some of you guys at lubbock county republican party you need to understand that the reason that you see dwindling numbers are because guy doofuses like what you've got running this thing and i shouldn't tie you to it but doofuses like this guy run rampant within your your party in your local counter counterparty but if you're going to say you want to be accountable ben or you're for accountability then you need to answer questions and one of the first questions is this uh, how does 90 percent of contributions to your pack derive from outside far outside lubbock county that's my question to you Hope you will uh, chime in. Hope you'll also stay with us. We just run 90-second commercial breaks here on the program. Keep you involved. Mike Bazaar in studio. Carried a little bit over there. Get away from politics. I don't think he wants to take political questions because Republicans and Democrats buy technology advice from Bazaar Solutions. Stick right with us here. Going to go make a little bit of money here on your other side. The party continues here shortly know a lot of you guys we have uh an audience bizarre here's our audience is about the biggest part of our audience is 38 to 48 yeah somewhere in there and uh then there are some some of our older friends who jump in as well but they enjoy Tuesdays with you. It is Mike Bazaar, Bazaar Solutions, in studios with us as uh, he is on what's become a weekly basis. I've got to work out a really good barter for you coming in here, Mike Bazaar. <laughs> um, so here's the deal. Last week, and I did a whole monologue about this, but a lot of people are getting this. So my area code is eight, and this is the first question that's rolled in. If you would like to... And just for Mike Bazaar, I'm offering this invitation to you. If you want to call into the program during this segment or you want to text in, both numbers are 806-745-5800. If you would like to call in or text in, just shoot them our way. If you've got some tech problems, whether that be on your phone, your computer, iPad, uh dealing with kids and technology that you don't understand mike bazaar is the guy to talk to um so what i've gotten and i laid this out last week my area code 806 yeah. my prefix 543 yeah. i constantly get robocalls Tons. with a, a different four number configuration yeah. after the 543 and for me and i don't know how they decide what they're going to go after you with but for me it was 
always home security solutions that that we're giving away a certain amount now what i did last week and uh, you can chide me here in just in in just a moment (laughs) she didn't know so but what i did was i you know i didn't know till i texted you and was like what is going what's the end game because i finally got so because i was getting this call two or three times a day yeah we're giving hi we're giving away 40 free home security systems you're getting good because she laughed too didn't she was it that one Uh, maybe a little Uh, bit she's really giggling hi how are you doesn't sound like a recording sounds very real and um then go through this thing and so i hang up hang up hang up but on this particular day last week i just said you know what i'm just going to go through with the thing because i'm going to get through to a quote-unquote customer service agent yeah. And I'm going to give them the riot act yeah. and tell them to stop calling me. Yeah. Well, I go through the prompts, and what I noticed was she asked me three yes or no questions. Yeah. Are you interested? Yes. Would you like me to pass you along? Yes. The call could be recorded. Are you okay with that? Yes. And then I texted you because they took me through, they put on the whole music and everything, yeah. and then it cuts off. I said, bizarre, what is the end game? Yeah. Because I didn't give anybody inf- any information, and then you sent me back a devastating text. Yeah, the link, link to the, the ABC article that, uh, and this was probably what, six, eight months ago that the article came out, but part of those scams I'm, is they're I'm trying eight to months get... months behind. Well, and they're, they're awesome. trying to get people to say yes, because now they have audio of you agreeing to something. So they basically can try to go use that to do other charges or, or other scams so because like, they have an audio recording of you saying yes. Essentially, they've gotten the left side of my thumbprint, the right side of my thumbprint, and then the middle. It's, yes, that's what yes, and yes. Yeah, that's what they're working so on. So what? Uh, now that they've got me saying yes three times, like an agitated West Texan, <laughs> I give them three emphatic yeses. What could I be signed up for here? I so, mean, you know, I mean, that's I've looked around trying to figure out because I don't know what you can agree to, honestly, on the phone that they could legally try to bill you for or anything else. It's a scam going around, and I don't know if they're going to use your voice or they're going to try to get you to do something for somebody that might recognize your voice um, or even scam off of something else, right? I mean, there's a bunch of these. and this Would is, you like to be a human trafficker? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Could you repeat one more time for our managers? Yes. <laughs> and so have you seen, like, the videos they have where they somebody just did one, and I forget the name of it. It'll come to me as soon as I get off the air. But um, they basically put um, Harrison Ford's face in the original Han Solo movie. Like, or not the original, the, the new one that just came out, like the, the origin story one. And so they used AI and computer tech to stick his face on it. So it looked like a young version of Harrison Ford in the Solo movie, which it obviously wasn't. And now they can do the same thing with audio and rebuilding audio scripts if they get snippets of what you're talking about. And so that's the, the real sinister side. The other side, and, and honestly what I probably expect happened for the most part, is it is cheap now to run robocalling operations. Like it used to be expensive. You had to have tons of guys. They can get some guys in India, Pakistan, wherever it is. They're paying them less than a dollar an hour. Ukraine. Wherever, right? Bangladesh. Any of them. And and they can run software off internet-based whatever that goes through and connects. And so they don't even need a big phone bank anymore, right? They can have two guys because they know that most people hang up. And so then they are trying to kick people through. Well, if they get shut down and somebody doesn't go shut down 
the robo dialer it may only cost them 10 bucks a month to run the thing or something and so you may just be getting the phone calls and you agree through the automation and then there's nobody to actually connect you to on the other end my mother-in-law is a saint and i'm not just saying that because she's coming into town this weekend for the ou tech game i really do i I love my mother-in-law i think that she's incredible but we were talking on the phone and she said uh, i called her yesterday and she said i'm so glad you weren't christy and christy was trying this is a robocall she always yeah. gets that was trying to sell her something and she was about to lose her mind yeah i told her that i was referred to robo killer yeah, robo killers one you can get and yeah. it's like this sadistic uh they've got a pre-recorded that goes against the robobot and, oh, really? uh, yeah, it's this app that will entertain the robobot, and, yeah. or maybe it's a lab person, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, and also, I've got AT&T, and so I downloaded Call Protect. Yep. But what's, and also today, I called the Public Utility Commission, yep. and reached out to their spokesperson, come on the show and tell us what the state is doing yeah. about these massive because everybody's it seems to me everybody's dealing with it but mike bizarre beyond the public utility commission beyond robo killer and whatever service app yeah. people's uh whatever service folks have and the app that it provides what are some other ways to shut this down? So here's a little bit of background. You can try to sign up for the do not call list. The truth is these are scammers. They're not following the law anyway. So go do it because you should anyways, yeah. but the truth is it's yeah. not going to help. Yeah, it's kind of like giving up your guns in a war zone. <laughs> yeah, but like go ahead. I'm going to get shot at tomorrow, yeah. but here you could take mine today. Um, there's several apps. Haya, Nomo, Robo, RoboKiller. If you go look in the app store, do a quick Google search for RoboKiller apps. You'll find a bunch of them, right? So go find those. Those will help. But those are free. They're so free to what? paid. So like Haya is 15 bucks a year or something like that. Okay. And but if you've got the service, then they provide their yeah. version of Okay. The hard part is they evolve quickly. So if you relate this back to spam, when email and spam got bad, I mean, it used to be 90, 95% of your email was spam. Mm-hmm. There's still tons of the traffic. Literally billions of messages every day are getting quarantined by spam filters because the spam guys have gotten good at it. The phone guys never had to, and they haven't. And now that the technology has made it easy and cheap, I can go buy a phone number for a dollar. So now I can go buy a phone number for a dollar, my minutes are free, and I can dial all day long in whatever prefix and area code I want. And so because I can do that, it's real cheap and easy to set up robo-dialers. So now they're having to try to figure out how can we block robocalls? Because the statistic right now, I think, is it's almost 50% of all phone traffic. Hey, you've done a new YouTube video about this at uh, yeah. Bizarre Solutions. Yeah, look up Bizarre Solutions on YouTube, or we put links on LinkedIn, yeah. Facebook, Twitter. Uh, let's get into one more quick thing. we got a couple more minutes here. Um, I went way too long pontificating in <laughs> the opener. Again, TG Caraway is up next here. On your other side... Um, uh, Pacific Cafe Pacific. Uh, what is this thing? Um, oh yeah, the airline uh, was it uh, Cafe Pacific? I think so. It's a real large cafe. Yeah, it's a real large Asian airline. I forget. I think Singapore, um, maybe Hong Kong, somewhere. So, anyways, they got hacked, and it was something like seven and a half million records got leaked. And the funny thing is, is it's gotten to the point, and this is where I tell people: if if you don't 
need to give out information, don't give out information, right? If it's convenient to save your passport number in your, you know, frequent flyer app, I still say don't. Type it in every time. So the leak happened, and it was passport numbers and people's names and mm-hmm. emails, addresses, everything. And then it says in this line, and I just have to kind of smack my head and go, who cares? But we don't think they got the passwords. You got passport numbers and everything else. Like, you could just go fake being me. Who cares if you yeah. got my password? Yeah, the and, fire burned down my house, but it didn't get my picket fence. That's it. Like, yeah. yeah, it's still it's still there. So it, it just, to me, goes back to, luckily, the Cathay Pacific isn't going to impact a lot of people in the U.S. except for international flyers. So a lot of business flyers will probably have code share. So what's share. the number one? Let me just cut you off. What, what is the number one to make sure that identity is in passwords, uh, not even passwords, but passports uh credit card numbers yeah so what what can people do so go get an identity protection service right what's the best one so we do one called id agent and uh it's out there if you go look up id agent they can do it i'll put a link on facebook and twitter or whatever um so people can find it bizarre salute so so we do dark web monitoring for businesses you monitor for folks through these and this, this is who we use, yeah. So we use ID Agent for the business side, mm-hmm. and then we recommend that the executives in the company buy the personal one. Because with the personal one, you can put in all of your personal emails, bank account information, um, you can put in passports and driver's license numbers, and then it monitors the dark web for all of that. So if you see it out there, you can hopefully do something about but, it. But So like guys like me, where I've got to make a real job, this thing... Uh, writing stories and trying to keep people to the best of my ability informed about what's going on i don't want to go check my email and see what all's coming through but you guys can provide like you're the monitor your guys call me i'm gonna take the call yeah not like the uh i want to sell home security systems but (laughs) i'll take the call but you guys can essentially so we do it yeah for businesses for home stuff like the ground supervisor that's it yeah. 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 So for businesses, we do all the monitoring and we take care of it and we notify and say, here's your password and whatever else. Yeah. We ran your scan the other day and, and, you know, talked about that. Yeah. And but, they took my email yeah. password. Yep. It's out there. And so. No, it's not anymore. Well, that's it. Once you know, I did, you I did change you, it. Exactly what you told me to do. Yeah. I was sitting, not going to tell you what room in my house. But, it but may you can or may not have been in my bathroom. <laughs> and, uh, I, I went through and I changed. I, I chose four objects around me, yep. which is what you told me to that do. Is. Yep. And come up with this elongated email password address. Yep. And but it's not uh, hard, it's, right? It's easier to remember. So, you so, can put yourself okay, back in that so spot. So this is important for people. Bitly yep. is a service that shortens email address or shortens or web links. Yeah. Web links, right? Yep. So sometimes I don't want it to come up on Facebook. You know, whenever I'm doing promotions for the show yeah i don't want it to come up as like this long three paragraph website i want it to just be a few characters yeah but how did bitly get my password so you you either signed up with them somewhere or you signed up through an affiliate and what i don't think we we've i used to joke with cliff about this a lot was when you accept that terms that's 27 pages long you don't know what you're accepting and a lot of those are affiliates and they're running that through somebody else or it could have been Twitter bottom, or it could, you know, something like that where they're using the condensed. And I don't know on Bitly specifically, but I know there's a ton of that. The one big one that came up real quick was um, Unroll.me, 
and they basically would unsubscribe you from junk mail. The problem was nobody read the terms and conditions, and they based, they had rights to comb your email for whatever they wanted. So Uber was paying Unroll Me for information on Lyft receipts to try to figure out how well Lyft was doing mm. by analyzing people's receipts that were getting emailed to Capitalism. Them. I mean, it's just, and it was legal. It was shady, but it was legal because you agreed to it. Yeah. Uh, one question in real quick. What did, uh, asking me what you said about email, and you told me, Choose passwords. Four, yeah. yeah. Choose so, four items. So four unrelated items. So what I always tell everybody: put yourself in a familiar spot because you can picture it again in your head to remember your password. Then pick four unrelated things. So sitting in here, you know, meet flag window clock. Right. Mm-hmm. That's your password. Throw a couple capitals, even if it's the front of the letter, if that makes you feel better. But the truth is that all lowercase is better than coming up with some goofy 12-digit or 8-digit complex password. Length is the trump and uh, and randomness. So if the words are related, so if it's, you know, toilet, plunger, toilet paper, that may get guessed by a computer. Um, but if it is unrelated items, that's what you're really looking for. Yeah. Mike Bizarre, Bizarre Solutions. Uh... Real, real quick, too, I want to circle back on one thing. If you get robocalls, my wife got one today, said it was from Verizon and they were going to disconnect our service because we were whatever. So she hung up on it. We called Verizon back just to verify. But they prey a lot on the the fear factor. So if you get a, a credit card alert statement about fraud or whatever, even if you think it's for realsies, explain to them, I'm going to call the credit card, hang up, and then call your credit card off the back of your phone number, you know, the mm-hmm. phone number off the card. Same thing, call Verizon, call AT&T. Don't give these guys that called you any information because you don't know who they are. At Bizarre Solutions on Twitter, did you really just say for real Z's? For real Z's. Okay. Mike Bizarre. <laughs> Tech Tuesday here. <laughs> on your other side, thank you for bringing uh, us here on the other side of Texas into the digital age. Baby. We try to drag everybody. All right. going to go to a quick break. We're going to drag T.G. Caraway into these studios. I'm, I hear... That he's within striking distance in red Republican Lubbock County. Uh, he may just win this uh, county commissioner's race. You get to hear from T.G. Caraway coming up. Interesting character. It'll be good radio. Stick right with us here on the other side of Texas. Folks, I got to tell you, we're about to get T.G. Caraway on. But checking my email over the show, and I appreciate some of you guys who text in and email during the show uh, those of you who are listening live, you know, we raised a question yesterday about Dennis Bonin, who's a House of uh, he's a House representative out of Angleton, and raised a question about whether or not he's for or against the vet school. Got some primo when it, I won't mention the name, some primo pics of Dennis Bonin in full A&M garb and appears to be, and we'll put this up on our social media, appears to be giving a motivational talks to A&M players on the sideline. Uh, no conflict there. I'm sure everything will be fine there with the vet school. It seems like everything's fine. Let's just uh, hand the reins over to Dennis Bonin. In studio, I've been looking forward to this. appreciating him reaching out. Um, I've made a case that I think that the the closest rate race in the state of Texas um, on the state level will be Mike Collier, Dan Patrick. In Lubbock County, a lot of folks pointing, and a lot of Republican folks pointing towards T.G. Caraway. Uh, 
of been around here for a while been around here and been around austin he's in studio with us now tg caraway thanks for coming on what's tg stand for why did you go ask me that jay it does stand for theron glenn theron t-h-a-r-o-n not t-h-e-r-o-n my mother there was seven lindas in her first grade class and she said she was going to name me something that nobody else and she accomplished that so, oh so. a lot of times i say there and glenn and people go oh tg and i go exactly <laughs> i would go by tg too if, if i were you but everybody in crosby county does know me steve ritt told us when we met with him he said y'all know him as tg but in crosby county he's there and caraway mm. so you picked it up late 14 when i was 14 when i went on the farm strike i started going by tg Oh, so let's talk about that. Now, yeah. first of all, you know, you see pictures like the whole bed. It just kind of makes me just really grinds my gears. The whole Beto. So to me, it seems like I don't want you to get into the Senate race. Just let me lay this out for just a second. I need to get it off my head. Beto, the charge is that Beto is playing to Hispanic voters with the name Beto. Robert O'Rourke, he's provided pictures from kindergarten. Well, he's three years old. Yeah, like he's three years old. That, 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 well, that I thought it was kindergarten, but yeah. you know, <laughs> here we are in a place and age and a political climate in which there's a big difference between three and kindergarten, right? Um, it's gone by that, but I don't hear a lot of people say, well, Ted Cruz is placating to white voters by being Ted instead of uh, uh, Raphael... Cruz, Raphael Cruz, I think that's what it is. But the so let's let's jump into this before we get into the whole election. You mentioned the farm strike. Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, talk about your role. Give us the year. What was going on? Why you got involved in the farm strike? 1977. I'm 14 years old. We had just sold our farm in Farmer, Texas, which uh, people say, "Where's Farmer, Texas?" Was between Cone and Estacada. So, uh, Those as we know, Crosby folks. County, this is northern okay. Crosby Thank County. You. Thank you. Uh, we, sold, we sold our farm, but we bought uh, mm. this gas station in Cone, Texas, and we started selling farm equipment, used farm equipment. My dad and mom went to farm sales, and I ran a, I ran a gas station. after. Well, I, I was in co-op, so at about 11 o'clock in the morning, I would go, I would go and uh, run the station. So we was very involved, um, you know, in agriculture. And as we know, in 1977, you know, farm prices were were very low and stuff. And we were going to these farm sales and stuff. And a lot of the farms started seeing the Steckers farm strike, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I was, when I first seen them, I was like, farm strike. You know, yeah, this is, you know, farmers are going to strike and stuff. But once we started hearing from some of these folks, Gene Schroeder from Colorado and stuff come down and spoke and everything, said, you know, this is what we're, we're trying to get farmers together to go together to Washington, D.C. and try to make change. And that's where that's where I got that that deal. I've been doing this for 40 years, trying to go to Washington, trying to go to Austin, mm-hmm. to try to make change for people, make things better and stuff. And I started that when I was 14 years old. Flew up 1978. Jim Stewart was there. He went up there with us and everything. Flew up and we lobbied. That was when uh, uh, George Mahon was was congressman and stuff, and he was 100% behind us and all us and everything. And then in 1979, there's a tractor cage that started from Lubbock, and I helped drive. I, I drove Mel Cherry's tractor every every third day. It was three of us that switched off on that, 
and then I rode with Mel. One drove day. from Lubbock. We drove from Lubbock from the Civic Center parking lot in Lubbock to Washington D.C. We went down to Big Springs and went up I-20. Took us about a month to get up there. Uh, you didn't put your uh, you didn't put your tractor in the pond at the memorial, did you? Uh, no, but I uh, I know I know the man that drove that tractor. And he did into it, the pond. He did it intentionally. Yes. No Jim Beam involved. He no. Just, he just they did stuck it. that sucker. They put a little ramp up there and popped that sucker over there. I was there. I seen it. I seen it. I'm, I've got pictures. I've got yeah. pictures. I took up. Uh, T.G. Caraway. Let's get into the race. Uh, as I mentioned in the teaser heading into this segment, I hear a lot of people saying that you're within striking distance in Red Lubbock County. Um. Tell me, T.G. Caraway, how you've run a campaign in which you've not lost Republicans. Republicans are interested in voting for you. We can talk about your opponent here in just a moment and why Republicans may be looking for an alternative in this race. But what do you credit to Republicans being interested in you? Uh, what are some... What I'm essentially... Let me just... Rather than going you know, subtly at you, you've run a campaign that I think a lot of people ought to pay attention to because you've not, and forgive me, made yourself out to be a crazy, not made no. yourself out to be an ideologue. No. What what have been your guiding principles in this campaign thus far? Well, uh, you know, I started thinking about this. Well, Kenny Kittner actually approached me four years ago to run against Patty Jones. And I said, that was four years ago. I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. But I knew in 2018, the way things were shaping up, and then some of the things that, you know, Patty and uh, and Bill McKay going down to Austin and testifying against one of the governor's bills and stuff, I knew that they would be payback for that. Mm-hmm. I knew that, you know, people were saying, well, you're going to run against Patty Jones, and I'm like, you just watch. I will not be running against Patty Jones in November of 2018. So that was part of the deal that, you know, I knew that this would be an open seat. So you thought at that time... It would be Republicans that were running against Patty Jones, not Democrats. Well, no, that they would be a Republican run against Patty Jones and beat her. Mm-hmm. That this would be this would be an open seat. If this is the first time it's an open seat in 18 years, and I'm the first Democrat to run since Alton Brazel switched parties in 1986. So I just so I, who's that? Alton Brazel. He was the county commissioner from like 1964 to. I think he was 92 or 94. So when, preceded Patty Jones. Well, there was one other. There was a couple others. There was a, there was an appointment, and then um, is it? Um, there was another Republican before Patty. Patty okay. got it in 2000. She wound up in 2000. Okay. And she's only had two opponents in the general election since then. She had two uh, Libertarians that run against her. A Democrat has never run for that seat since Alton Brazel switched parties in 86. Would you have voted for Patty Jones? Have um, you voted in the past for Patty Jones? No. Okay. No. Even though there weren't Democrats that ran against her? There never has, there never has been a Democrat run against her. But, so what did you do in those generals? Did you just they not just, vote? They just, you know, yeah, just left, left that blank. Okay. So. Um, so, TG, tell us what, so, so far as messaging is concerned, why have you not lost Republicans? Well, I think um, the one thing I've really pressed, and I've, I have this 40-year commitment to stepping forward 
in trying to do things for people, do things for all people. And that don't just mean Democratic people, Republican people, independent people. To work across the line with everything, you know. I was lucky enough to be able to work in the Capitol for three years when Speaker Laney was there. And he showed, you know, he showed the deal that, you know, he brought Republicans and Democrats together. He had Democratic chairs and Republican chairs and, mm-hmm. and stuff, you know. It's the deal, you know, we've got, we've got to make our government work, and we got to sit down together and make it work. Pete Laney kept all of his stuff, <clears throat> as I understand. You and I are both great admirers of Speaker Laney. Kept all of his stuff in a barn, essentially. All of his old campaign stuff, all his signs. Well, it's all it's all in that gas station. There's an old gas station in 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 you know. But a toilet leaked and flooded. Was was that your responsibility? Do we have you to thank? <laughs> Well, Did I mean, I was, I was, he all had, Laney's stuff's gone. Is no, that your fault? All his stuff's not gone. First of all, <laughs> he just doesn't want to go through it. Okay. All his stuff's not gone. I had been the one that used that restroom because he had me helping him go through that stuff, mm-hmm. and then I left a few days, and then I didn't know that that happened. You know, so uh, but how uh, long ago was that? Well, we're talking a year ago. Okay, because I've asked him specifically. Like, every time this, like, I have my Bob Bullock signs, mm-hmm. and I'll just put them out every once in a while. Yeah. I'll put it on my bumper sticker, and people will just be like, what are you, who is that? What are you talking about? Well, I'm uh, referring to a better age, is what I'm doing. But uh, the Laney stuff, I've, I've, I've got to get oh, to there's the still There's still plenty of Laney stuff that didn't, that didn't get wet. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> TG, I'm going to ask you three points of your platform. And I want you to do one. We're going to go to a break, and we're going to get into the other two. What is uh, the first part of your platform? Well, I think to, uh, campaigning this last year and a half that our county roads have to be maintained, and they have to be maintained in a timely fashion. And as we know, being on the campaign trail, that's not been happening with the commissioner's court we have now. <laughs> what would the district be if should you won, should you win? What would be your county commissioner district? Give listeners so that. it's pretty much so with I twenty seven west you come down I twenty seven you get about the airport and it starts heading you kind of cut through it goes over to like the Quaker and then cuts down through Quaker and comes back to Indiana and then goes through it goes by Tech I have universe right there at University and Tech and I have Texas Tech University it goes down to thirty fourth Street thirty fourth is the southern boundary yeah. So this is one question. So you bring up the point about county roads. I looked at a uh, an agenda for the Lubbock County Commissioners uh, a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. There are some 40 agenda items on there. Mm-hmm. Only one of them are roads. And as I read through and I asked questions, what are these other 39 or so? It was just... It was about pensions, and it was about, you know, all, the, all these Are we approving things. a travel voucher to yes. one some person? In, uh, but it brings yeah. up the question about how important it is, is it to you to go in, and we're going to get to your other two points coming up after the break, but on the point of county roads, it seems to me that that is always just one or two points within a 40, 50-point agenda. Yeah. Okay. 30 to 50, I should say. To me, it seems like to be a county commissioner is to be collaborative, to be able to work with the other commissioners to get deals done. Exactly. Um, 
Where can you point listeners to where you have been in a collaborative position? Uh, seven years I served in the United States Air Force. You talk about, you know, I know this country, we are capable of working together, black, white, Hispanic, you know, black, white, brown, mm-hmm. gay, straight, Christian, non-Christian, because I've seen it in the United States Air Force. I had to do it for seven years. Had to work. Had to sit down. And I let. I was in five. Uh, I was stationed in five places. So you had you had five different situations where you got thrown in a wholly new, different situation. You got to sit down with those folks, and you got to work to be able to make uh, our, our Air Force work. Yeah. And I and I did. And I and I feel like I've, I've done that. I, le- I learned a lot in the Air Force about working with people. Uh, T.G. Caraway. We're gonna break. Uh Get in with a quickie break about that 90 seconds from now. Stick right where you are, other side of Texas. We'll get to the other two points with Theron Caraway. There you go, with Theron Caraway. On your other side. It's TG Caraway in studio. Lots of people scratching their heads, uh, seeing your campaign finance reports. Some notable Lubbock Republicans throwing into your race. TJ Caraway, I want to ask you about two other points in your platform but riddle me this why are Lubbock Republicans in for T.G. Caraway? well um you know some of them it's just you know I've got a personal thing Steve Verrett's one of them you know I've known me and I was right we were raised in Cone together so we've known each other our whole lives his his half brother and my father were best friends so that comes you know from the I've have a lot the 40 you know the 40 years that I've been here on the South Plains you know I have a lot of relationships I've met a lot of people and, and do that. So that, that plays into that. You know, I think you have to say with George McMahon giving me 500, that was, you know, the first conversation I had with him was the day he wrote the check to me. <laughs> so, but I think, you know, they they see, um, and, they, and they listen to what happened in the, in the primaries and stuff like that, and they see me as someone who's a little bit moderation, moderate, you know that I'm I'm going to sit there and try to do the job that you need to do and not and not make it out of logical and stuff like that. You know this is and this is a deal. And I like when I sat down with Steve Red, I said, you know I'm wanting to represent all of Lubbock County, not just the Republican primary base. Yeah, uh, T.G. Caraway, tell me. So let's go back. Uh, would you be? You know, you're voting in an election 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Today, everything to me is upside down. That there is no conservative Democrat anymore. There's there's no moderate except for this great uprising that's about to happen. I don't think it's going to happen this time around. 2022, you're going to see more and more politicians try to appeal to the middle. Yes. You know, as the 35-year-old crowd becomes, you know, 40 and then 40 into 50. Um, would you have been a Yarborough voter, or, you know, where would you have been on that? Well, I'm a big historian, and um, I've done a lot of research. I, I would have been in the Yarborough camp, I, I can tell you that. Yeah. But I want to tell you the reason why I've, I've done that. I've done a lot of research and stuff. I actually have done the research working on a book of the Texas Democratic Party from 1952 to 1962. And I've been at the LBJ library. I've been at other libraries going through papers and stuff like that. And I think you're making the point about LBJ and stuff, you know. And LBJ was just the ultimate politician to where, you know, he had his foot in both camps. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Okay, let's go to your other two uh, points on your platform. 
Uh, you know, we've talked about um, roads. I think the next thing, you know, a lot of stuff's been talked about the budget and uh, the salary increase and stuff like that. And Where I'm, are you on that? Would well, you um, give your salary back? Or? Uh, I, I am. I, I well, if I'm elected, I will go. The first thing I will do now. I'm not going to, first thing on the agenda is we're going to roll back the, the pay raise and stuff like that, but I How will much, go. Oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. We're going to go to where you will go, but for listeners, how much was the salary increased? So, from everything I've read, it was $56,000. Now, now it's, the salary is $81,000, and then you get a $4,800 car allowance. So, we're talking about actually about per 80s, year. 80s per year. So about eighty-six thousand dollars is what our county commissioners, yeah. you know, okay. give 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 or take a couple of okay. dollars. So where you will go is I'm going to go back to seventy-two thousand dollars. I'm only going to take a seventy-two thousand dollars salary, and I'm going to do that day one. You can go. We can go fill out a piece of form. So what? So ten percent. So about ten percent. So what will you do with the ten percent? It it stays with the county. Oh, you're going to give it back to yeah, the yeah. County. No, you 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 just say I'm I'm only taking seventy two thousand, so that that whatever you know, that just so that'll I just would, stay in the county coffers. So I would argue we're going to go another five minutes here, but I would argue to you, T.G. Caraway, that the reason that we're that you're sitting here, well, you would have been sitting here regardless, but I think your opponent would have been Patty Jones. Yeah. Um, should you have chosen to run? Yeah. But I think that you'd chosen to run before all this went down. Yes, because okay. I knew, I knew, I had my gut feeling being around this politics, knowing, I've, you know, one of the things is paying attention to the other side. Mm-hmm. And I've done, you know, that's one yeah. thing I've learned. So, but Chad C.'s ticket into beating Patty Jones was the salary increase. Exactly. Now, I just... I really wonder at the wisdom of the salary. So why not tie, like, let's just take federal judges mm-hmm. and just say, you know what, Lubbock County commissioners are going to be paid based upon increases in federal judges or yeah. they're or dog catchers or yeah. whatever, or, I mean, whatever inflationary device you want to use. But just tie it to that, and that's the law of the land, and whatever increase they get is what the commissioner's going to... Why do you think that they... How long ago was this? Two or three years ago? Um, you know, I think the last increase... I don't know what... Let's, I don't know what it went on. from 56000 to Let's just to call that. it a couple of years ago. Cause that I think that anything. was the last increase. There's two different increases that happened. And the last one was, I think, a couple of years so ago. So why not just link... I mean... To me, the political optics are what would have brought us here. And my point is that I think a lot of Republicans look at what they did and, you know, run their their hands through their hair and think, wow, you know, we just jeopardized the commissioner's court to a bunch of ideologues, people who may not have the county's interests in mind, who want to get in there on... Uh, and, and here I would mention Jason Corley and... Chad C. That here are two guys who, who quite frankly don't know what they're doing, and so we got to vote for a Democrat here, even though we're Republicans. Is that a fair assessment? That there are a bunch of business Republicans now who are saying now things are out of control, and they may not have interests with the county, yeah, but they see a block, a segment of local government that's awry. 
And so T.G. Caraway comes along with his blue-billed tan hat, and, you know, I'll get, I guess I'll write him a check. Well, I mean, the point is that they've come in, you know, they're in that camp that my taxes are too high. And I don't totally agree your taxes are too high, but it's not your county taxes that are too high. And they are the ones that are responsible for the county tax rate. We know the reason our taxes are too high is our school taxes, and it's because down in Austin, over the last 20 years, we went from 60% that the state financed our, our public schools to 38%. And our school districts have had to make up the difference in that. Any That's, any locally elected Republican state representatives, senators have reached out to you? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. right. No. Uh, third point on your platform. Uh, you know, third point is just um, that we need to have people that's going to be able to come together and sit down. The commissioner's court, we manage that budget. And there's kind of, I really find it funny that doing this last year and a half, the budget, there's a $107 million budget that the money comes from taxes from the county. But then there's the extra money that comes from federal and state that makes our budget $175 million a year. We have to manage that budget. And that is the job of the Lubbock County Commissioner's Court, is to make sure that each of our, equally and uniformly, that each of these things that we have, our courts, our law enforcement, you know, the, the elections, our, 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 you know, the elections and the roads and county maintenance. And there's all sorts of other little things, you know. We actually carried the budget for the Lubbock County uh, Historical Society. You know, it's only like, it's like $200,000. It might not, it, it might be that, but it's a small but But we're the ones that approve that budget. And we have to sit there and have someone that's going to be there every day making sure they're sitting down and, and managing in that. Okay, so now I'm going to spice things up as I close out with you. You are by, invited with, uh, so Beto O'Rourke, I believe yesterday, drove Lubbock to Wichita Falls. Mm -hmm. You get in the vehicle with Beto O'Rourke. No, I'm, I'm, I, was, I, I wasn't even at that. No, I'm saying if you were oh. to get in, oh, the, in the, be mm -hmm. invited. Mm-hmm. To go from Wichita Falls, I think oh, uh, Cruz is back here on Wednesday, and and then O'Rourke comes back to Lubbock. But you're invited in the vehicle, and you've got O'Rourke's ear mm -hmm. for four hours, or yeah. whatever that drive is. What are you telling O'Rourke about if he says T.G. Caraway, Theron, 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 Theron? Tell me what you're thinking here. Uh, what do I need to improve on in the last week of the election? What, uh, like I said, you've not run an ideologically based campaign. Yeah. Uh, what would you tell him? Uh, you know, he's just, uh, you know, right now he's getting out his base. And, you know, and that's probably, you know, but here, here but hang, but hang on, TG, um, let me tell you. The base is not enough. The base is half of the Republican here, base. So. Here, here's the deal, Jay. As far as, and this is in my election too. I'll win this election. I mean, I'm getting Republican votes, and I've got in Lubbock County, I have to get Republican but votes. But he's not, but, and that's my point. But he's getting the new voters. If I didn't have the new voters, there's 2,700 new voters registered in my my precinct, precinct four, between the uh, March primary and October. 
if those people don't come out and vote, I'm going to lose. Well, and I think that... So it's a fine line. It's a fine line with me. I've got to get crossover votes, but I also got to get that... I have to have that kind of base, too. The base vote, yeah. yeah. And you bring up an important point there, because my understanding is that Dallas County today surpassed their 2016 votes. The total of their votes, eight days into early voting, and that Lubbock is only 800 votes, should surpass total votes 2016. As of yesterday, in Precinct 4, 17,277 voters had voted. What's that mean compared to 2016, 2014? Well, that's that's getting closer to 2016 numbers. To two, 2014 numbers, 10,000 900 voted all together. So trouncing that. Yes, trouncing that. Uh, if folks want to go check you out, TG Caraway, where can they find more information? You can go to tgcaraway.com, or you know, and, and you can go to tgcaraway.com, and there's a Facebook link on that. On Man, that. You done pretty well. Not making a lot of political enemies because you go to jleason.com, you might go to another program. Well, yeah. You know, it's it's a deal where you know I'm I'm trying to reach out to everybody because that's what we need we Jay we need that's we we got to bring our country back together again and we got to get people that's going to work together. I tried, together. but they took my domain. That's what I'm trying to tell you, TG. <laughs> All right, uh, TGCaraway.com. Thank you for coming in, man. I appreciate you having me. Hey, we're going to close out this edition for Mike Bazaar, TG Caraway tomorrow on the program. Ross Ramsey, executive editor of the Texas Tribune talk with ross a little bit about what all these uh, voting numbers may mean and then we're going to get into a great interview i just i'm going to keep the surprise for now but just uh keep on subscribing and uh telling your friends that you hang out on the other side of texas gonna get home gotta get home great family above average dinner waiting for your yours truly J. West Texas Leeson. Hey, go to othersideoftexas.com. Check out the new piece that we put up about the opposition to the Lubbock County Expo proposition. I think that will be something intriguing for you. Share it with your friends. Uh, we asked the Lubbock County Expo folks uh, some hard questions. Now we're asking some hard questions of the opposition. We'll see you next time right here on your other side of Texas.